It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby and Michael Pappas here with you. Fun show today. I sit down and chat with the Associate Athletic Director of Equipment Operations, Dana Marquez. I also sit down and chat with Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. But Michael, first we have a quick uh, text question. 205-502-4285. You can text or call the voicemail. You ready for it? Uh, yeah, I'm still reading this thing that you gave me, and I think you spelled fewer than half of words correctly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. I still nailed it. Um, did you? I, I read it all fine. Yeah, I did. I did. The text question is, uh, we got this late last night, who does Cam Newton play for now? And the answer is the New England Patriots. And he has a chance to win the Super Bowl with them this year. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Zach. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Bill Belichick gave me the best birthday present I could ask for. Really? I think so. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. All right. You're not really saying much today. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Hey, want to encourage folks to, to, if you did not check out the 2010 documentary that we put out, last month uh it'd be great for a road trip uh, i know i'm having to drive somewhere for the fourth to see family if you uh if you are doing that uh, i would highly uh highly recommend checking out our 2010 documentary um yeah sometime this weekend so just scroll back and it happened the week of may 14th so uh it was two of south Panella, and then yeah six in a row of of the auburn 2010 documentary we really appreciate it if you uh would check that out. So uh, coming up in just a moment, our conversation with Dana Marquez, once again, the Associate Athletics Director of Equipment Operations, talk about what Auburn football is doing uh, in response of COVID-19. But first, let's give some love uh, to our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Michael, you're a big fan of Frisky Whiskey. I'm a big fan of Frisky Whiskey. And we actually had a tweet from a listener over the weekend who got married on Saturday and at he, Frisky Whiskey? Uh, not at Frisky Whiskey, oh. but he used Frisky Whiskey to make his uh, his uh, his wedding even better. And I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense a lot. Um, I'm actually scrolling trying to find the tweet. I thought I had it. I don't have it. You must get tweeted at a lot more than I do. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Uh I got a different story about Frisky Whiskey. I told a friend of mine that I was uh, going there on my way to uh, Tennessee over the weekend. And my friend said, is that a liquor store? And I was like, is that a liquor? What? What else would it be? I was like, do you? You don't even know. And I was like, thanks for listening. Talk about them all the time. Yeah. CJ says at Locked on Auburn. So I'm getting married tomorrow and needed tons of liquor. Thanks to Frisky Whiskey, I spent only about $80 on two gallons of alcohol, two gallons in all caps, back in Alabama. That would have been well over 100 Thank you for the recommendation. Thank you, CJ, for checking out Frisky Whiskey. So, $80 on two gallons? That's a lot. That's a lot of alcohol, not a lot of money. Yeah, I feel like when I go to liquor stores in Auburn, it's like 
$80 for half of a gallon. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, be sure to check out Frisky Whiskey. They can save you tons of cash on uh, on all of your uh, your your whiskey needs, your uh, your liquor needs, your wine, beer, even uh, tobacco and lottery. That's at Frisky Whiskey. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, I'm now joined by Dana Marquez, the Associate Athletics Director of Equipment Operations. How you doing, man? I'm doing phenomenal. It's been a great morning. Well, I, I appreciate your time, sir. And so, yeah, I mean, all right. So, what's going through your mind as soon as uh, as soon as this COVID outbreak starts hitting our community, and you know, there's there's sports being canceled. At, at what point did it flip in your head? Like, okay, I need to start kind of coming up with a plan of how we're going to deal with this at Auburn. Well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, March twelfth. Uh, I can even tell you the day. Uh, it's my brother's birthday, and. You know, we really started taking a look at what we may have to do uh, moving forward from a sanitation standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, what do we have to pick up? What don't we have right now that we probably will need down in the future? So um, we've already had ozone chambers at um, in the equipment room at the time. Uh, We had a static sprayer, but not enough to do the entire athletic department. So those were things that we jumped on right away uh, is sanitation, uh, a lot of static spraying stuff, things how we can uh, prepare our football field, or especially our indoor spray in that artificial turf. So those were things that really took place uh, March 12th. And then from there, really getting in contact with Under Armour, our, uh, our brand partner uh, from an apparel standpoint. And sure. You know, really talking to them and saying, hey, how are we going to sanitize apparel when it's coming in or where it's being made? And, you know, how are we making sure that this is going through that process? And Under Armour has done phenomenal job with us, working with us and making sure everything's coming in um, on time. Actually, it came in a month early. Okay. So, um, you know, having those dialogues with that on a daily basis has really been kind of what my, my plan has been from the beginning. And I have a great staff, so they've been they've been on point, uh, making sure everything's ready for our athletes to come back. And I'm sure there's always a, a ton of cleaning involved in making sure everything is sanitized. I mean, just with you know a, a sweat and you know dirt. I mean, I mean blood in some cases. I mean, you, right. these guys are hitting each other all the time. But I mean, how much more is it that much more, or is it just kind of different? It's it's just different. It's not that much more. I think the biggest thing is the time, right? So, yeah. You know, a normal workout that may work, you know, that may go an hour and a half, hour and 35, you know, hour and 40 minutes or whatever, um, is now taking two hours, three hours, um, because the athletes aren't able to work out in a group of like their full peers. So, yeah, they're um, like in groups of eight. They're right? groups of eight. Yeah. So, you can take 114 players to understand how that time workout wow, works. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is that, what we're providing them now is a little different. They each all have their own personal workout towel, so they're not allowed to touch anything but theirs. Um, everything has a spe- specific drop-off point. Um, everything's color-coordinated. Green towel, lifting towel, yellow bend, dirty bend, blue bend, clean towels, and so on and so forth. Everything has a pod. Everything has a seat. Everything is It's just so it's more... You know, from an efficiency standpoint, it's very efficient, but um, there's a lot of moving parts to go with it. You know, sure. With the athletic training staff, 
sports medicine groups have done phenomenal with the water bottles. Everything's personally labeled to that athlete. So, um, I mean, those are the things I think a lot of people aren't looking at, but I think Auburn and our administration have done a phenomenal job of putting the task force together to bring these student athletes back and do it in a healthy way. I don't, at, at this point, I don't think you can stop the positive testing and things like that. I mean, but you can minimize that if you take the action. And I think Auburn has done a great job of doing that. Well, it seemed like Auburn was one of the first schools to kind of report or, or news got out, you know, how many positive tests there were. And it, it's kind of interesting looking back at it. And it's like three. And it's like, oh, oh, wow. OK. And now you're, you're you're seeing higher numbers all over the place. Sure, sure. Could, could it benefit Auburn to kind of get into this a little bit earlier? Well, I, I don't know if it was a benefit. I think I think what it was was Dr. Goodlett, um, our team physician, our spe- spe- uh, sports medicine department, working with our facilities group, working with the equipment group, and us coming up with a great plan on how to bring these student athletes back, and then you know how to continuously uh, educate them on how important it is to one wear your mask uh, when we're in open spaces, things like that, and making sure everything is sanitized after everything they use, touch, so yeah. on and so forth. I think that mission has been very clear um, across the board in the athletic department, and I think um, we'll see that uh, continuing. So, How does this change, Dana, once, they, uh, once, the, once the guys start putting pads and helmets on? Well, I, I mean, that's something that we've done for a while. I mean, when I came here in 2006, we, uh, we purchased two ozone chambers, so... Our shoulder pads are ozoned uh, twice a week. Our helmets are clean twice a week. So it's not something that's going to be new for us. I mean, when I came back here in 2006, the big issues were MRSA and staff, right? So we really did put in a sanitation policy and procedure back then. So it's not going to be much of a shift. I think it's now instead of twice a week, it's daily. Yeah. Um, so those are things that, that you have to take a look at. I think that's where the static spraying comes into play. Um, cleaning out those helmets on a daily basis, shoulder pad sprain, you know, the advantage we have over a lot of people, we do have ozone chambers. So that those run for 32 minutes at a time. So it's 16 minutes of straight ozone and then 16 minutes of reduction of getting that high oxidated chemical out of there, the gas out of there. And, and thanks thing you know, you have a perfectly clean helmet and shoulder pad and you're ready to go the next day sure so. sure so are the ozone chambers the, the kind of just the the big they're almost like a big box so you just kind of put a bunch of stuff in correct okay yeah I, i've been um if, if you're not following the auburn equipment page on uh, on twitter and different forms of social media i highly encourage it i mean you, you guys have been doing some pretty cool videos kind of a a peek behind the curtain as to, to what you guys are doing yeah, I think it's, you know, I've gotten a lot of questions from high school coaches around the country of, Dana, how are we doing, how are you cleaning footballs? How are you cleaning helmets? Um, again, I think it's taking that proactive step. Um, and we did that really early in my career. So um, now we're just kind of ramping it up a little bit more and, and adding more to it. Yeah. And um, like I said, it's just not me. I mean, I have a great staff and, and they do a phenomenal job. So how big's um, your staff? So I have nine full-time okay. uh, staff members and they, they kind of help out with 21 athletic teams. And, um, this is very unique because we normally have 32 students. Um, and obviously those students aren't here. Oh, right. And so we've, I've asked a lot more of my full-time staff to do some of those little small duties that they were probably not used to doing anymore. Um, but everybody's chipped in, including me. I mean, I know my staff will laugh, but, um, <laughs> yes, I still do laundry and, uh, you know, I'm still unpacking boxes and those types of things, but, yeah. um, 
you know, I also get the advantage of leaving the office and coming to a place like this. So um, uh, benefit to me. Well, uh, we appreciate you leaving the office and coming to hang out with us uh, for a few minutes. It means a, it means a ton. So how much conversation has there been among SEC schools? I know uh, I've had you on before to talk about, you know, helmets and, you know, the safety equipment side of it, not necessarily uh, sanitation, but you've talked in the past, you know, how much it's really just kind of a team effort as far as player safety. And I assume it's a team effort here with just player health in general. No, absolutely. I think uh, we've reached out to just not the SEC conference, but we've reached out to a lot of different conferences to see how everybody around the country is doing. Obviously, you know, what we're focusing in is just on Auburn, but um, you can always be able to grab really good ideas and concepts from other universities and, yeah. and something that you may not have thought of. So um, it's always important to reach out to your colleagues and, and make sure, hey, am I on track? Am I behind schedule or whatever the case may be? So um, that's a constant conversation. And it's right now it's still been daily. Um, obviously, I reached out to Alcorn State and their assistant AD, who's their equipment manager. And, and we talked a little bit about what they're doing versus what we're doing. And then, obviously, I've talked to uh, some other Under Armour schools that are out there and how they're dealing with it, like Notre Dame. Uh, we've had a couple uh, Zoom calls with their staff to see how they're handling uh, shipments and, and how they're handling their, their, coming, their athletes coming back. So it's always important to do that and reach out to your colleagues and, and get the best information you can. Are most of the procedures pretty similar? Um, yeah, pretty close, pretty close. I don't think you're going to see very drastic changes. I think we, I think Auburn has done a really good job from a sanitation standpoint. I think we, we caught it. Um, I wouldn't say we caught it early, but I think we, we put a good plan in early. So, uh, and we'll continue, um, to go down that path. Sure. Absolutely. Dan Marquez, associate athletic director of equipment operations joining us this morning. So, I mean, is there a, is there a big concern as far as Auburn internally with, with the equipment side of things, uh, moving forward as, as the NCAA is trying to figure everything out for the fall? I mean, it seems like Auburn's doing a good job taking care of Auburn. That's, that's really all you can do right now. Yeah, I think that's, that's our mission. That was my goal. And, and, you know, obviously that's the goal of the athletic department is to make sure we can bring our athletes back healthy. I can't speak on behalf of every other university. I just know what I've been told and what my mission has been uh, and my staff's mission has been. And, and you know, I, I think it, it, the longer we go with this, you know, it's just going to we're going to have to adapt a little bit. And I think that's the role of the equipment manager and has been for years is adapt on that day to day basis. And, and we'll continue to adapt. And when we find something new and it's going to help us and benefit us, then then we'll go and take those those chances so dana thank you for your time today i really appreciate it man no i had a great time i appreciate you getting me out of the office thank you (laughs) sure thing it's kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors see the details at kubotaorangedays.com your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, and on today's edition of Locked on Auburn, we are joined by my good friend, Mike DeBate of Locked on Patriots. You know, I've been over on uh, on your show a few times. I believe this is the first time you've kind of come over here, man. So uh, welcome. How you doing? Zach, it is always a pleasure to join you on the microphone. Whatever the Locked On platform that we share, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, honored to be on Locked On Auburn today, and uh, thank you very much for having me. 
So what were you doing when the news broke on a Sunday evening? I, I assume you were like me. I, I was just relaxing. My wife and I were watching some Netflix with our uh, with our daughter. And then uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I always have some editing and minor things going on in the background that I do for you know various you know sites and whatnot. But this came as a surprise. There's no question about it. First of all, the timing was interesting. On a Sunday night, you really don't expect news like that to break. But when it breaks, it breaks. And um, I was originally a little taken back by it. I, I really didn't see this one coming. Uh, we had heard some rumblings that maybe something was up with the Patriots quarterback position and maybe we should be on alert to take a look at some of the rumors that were coming out. But at the end of the day, I was pretty dialed into, and, and I think most of Patriots Nation was as well, that Jared Stidham was going to be the starter in 2020. Yeah. And when you hear that Cam Newton is coming to town, naturally, your first reaction is, wow, shock. It's like, wow, I didn't see that coming. If they were going to do this, I thought they would have done it a lot earlier in the offseason. Then you start to think about the exciting player that Cam Newton is. You think about the electricity he brings to the position. Uh, you think about the pedigree and the uh, the background that he brings to the position. It's so tough to argue with the fact that the Patriots are now a more exciting team with Cam Newton as, uh, as a potential starting quarterback. You get excited about that. You also look at Jarrett Stidham and you say, well, was there something in Jarrett that the Patriots did not like, that they didn't trust? I don't believe that to be the case, but bottom line is this is a low risk, very potentially high reward move for the Patriots. And the more I look at it, the more I like it, both from a character perspective, from a logistical perspective, and certainly from a financial perspective. The Patriots did not put themselves out on a limb here. They were cap-strapped to begin with. This deal does not change that, but it also doesn't put them in any worse predicament than they were before. So a win-win for all sides. For Cam, he gets a chance to prove himself in a proven system with one of the best coaches in NFL history, a great offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels. Then you look at the other side and you look at the Patriots. This gives them an opportunity to have a guy that can either push Jarrett Stidham or can end up being a starting quarterback in this town, not just maybe this year, maybe even beyond if Cam can return to form, assuming he's healthy. What kind of Cam do you think we see as far as what he does schematically. I mean, early on in his career, you saw kind of, you know, the, the Panthers modify their playbook to be similar what he did at Auburn with a lot of zone read, a lot of, you know, him kind of moving around in the pocket. I mean, he was very comfortable using his legs. And over the course of his career, you know, obviously you don't want your quarterback, especially after they paid him, you know, millions and millions of dollars on that second contract. They didn't want him taking hits time and time and time again. Josh McDaniels hadn't really had a guy like this before. What are you expecting? I mean, surely it's not going to be you know your run and shoot like you've seen over the past several years with Tom. No, definitely not. I mean, this adds another dimension to the Patriots' uh, offensive attack that they just simply haven't had. And look, there's nobody that holds Tom Brady in a higher regard than myself. There may be people that hold him in just as high regard, but I don't think there's anybody that holds him in higher regard than I do. <laughs> sure. But it simply wasn't his game. It wasn't what he was predicated on. You know, he ran that that traditional, um, you know, set that, you know, he was a traditional pocket quarterback and, and that's where he was at his best without any question. Uh, you know, um, you know, the Erdhart Perkins system is exactly what, you know, Tom was predicated on and he ran it as well, arguably as well as anyone with cam. And even to a certain extent with Jared, I was starting to believe that the Patriots were going to mix in those run pass options, those RPOs that we've seen teams like the, 
Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, sprinkle into there with Lamar Jackson. Now, in no way am I comparing Jarrett Stidham to Lamar Jackson. I think there's more of a comparison between Lamar and Cam Newton. Obviously, I think Lamar right now is younger, fresher legs. He's a little bit better equipped to run those. And I think it's probably going to be a little more prolific in Baltimore than New England, even with Cam. But all of a sudden, the Patriots now have the ability to run those plays. You can have a guy like Cam Newton or even Jared Stidham roll out, alleviate pressure in the pocket, make their reads and throw easier with the option to run if nothing's there. We haven't seen that from New England in a long, long time, arguably ever really in New England. Have they had a quarterback with that type of dynamic playmaking ability? If they choose to go with Cam here, you have to think that he's fully healthy. Mm -hmm. That's a concern. I mean, he's had issues to his throwing shoulder. He's had issues to his legs. There are certain things that he's going to have to prove in training camp. But if these two guys are clicking on all cylinders, you have to think Newton is the choice here based on nothing else other than experience. If you even say talent is a wash, which I think is a disservice to Cam. I think he's a more talented quarterback right now. But even if Jarrett has a tremendous offseason and he's able to beat Cam out, I still think you're going to see the Patriots do that. But with Cam Newton, you have a backup now that's going to complement the way they'd like to see Jarrett Stidham play. What does this mean for Stidham long term? I mean, is there any chance that this truly is just a one year stint with Cam, assuming he gets a starting job and stays healthy? Is it Stidham's job after that, or do you think they'll look elsewhere? Well, you have to think that Cam is not going to want to re-up on the typical type of deal that he had to settle for this time around, especially if he proves that he's still capable of leading an offense and he's still capable of being a very formidable quarterback in this league in that upper echelon. So it's going to depend on how much Cam is going to compete you know, is going to command in the off season next year. If he has a great season and the Patriots are a playoff team, I stop short of saying a Super Bowl contender or a championship contender. I know a lot of New England's fans were feeling their oats last night, folks, but you know, you have to be very cautious about making those types of predictions. Um, I would say that it's likely that if Cam does well this year and it works out very well, then the Patriots may look to bring him back at a certain price. I think we've seen over the course of their entire, um, and, uh, basically we've seen over the course of the entire Brady Belichick era, this is not a team that's going to overpay for anybody, right. including the icon, the face of the franchise for the last uh, you know two years. They're going to set a price, and whether it's above market value or below market value, the Patriots are going to determine that. It's not going to be what other teams are doing. They're going to put a price on a guy. And if he's able to command money, uh, greater money elsewhere, then they'll probably move on. So I think Jarrett Stidham is still very much in the mix with this team. I think he's still very much in their plans, their long-term future plans. I think even if Cam beats him out for the starting position this year, that's not an indictment on Jarrett. That's simply because Cam came in, was capable of playing like Cam Newton, and he's just a better option right now if you're looking to win immediately. And it also gives Jarrett a chance to be able to have that one more year that I think he thought he was going to have with Tom Brady in being able to – uh, to, to run this offense. I don't want to dismiss the fact, Jack, that there were instances throughout the offseason where I heard rumblings about, well, you don't really have a full offseason. This is not the typical traditional offseason sure. where players have had team-organized um, 
workouts and they've had team organized, uh, you know, um, mini camps and things of that nature. You can't really get on the same page with guys if you're working out virtually. That's a lot to expect on a young quarterback that really hasn't taken that many snaps in the NFL right now. For all intents and purposes, Jarrett Stidham is a rookie. And to come in and to do that, to lead a team like the Patriots and to fill in essentially for a guy that is renowned and revered in this town, it's a difficult position. So maybe Cam coming in takes some of that pressure off of Jarrett. Uh, only time will tell at this point, my friend. But uh, I do see Jarrett as being the long-term solution. But for the short term, there's a competition in Foxborough, and it's going to get interesting. So, Mike, I just kind of want to give you a warning here. If uh, if it does happen where Cam is a starter and he completes a pass to Will Hastings, Auburn fans will break Twitter. Just, uh, just, just kind of giving you a heads up there. What's the likelihood of that happening in your mind? Because you've been high on Hastings, from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, last week I actually projected Will to crack the fifty-three man roster. Yeah, I, I heard this that. changes anything for me. I believe he will. I think that I see a lot of a young Wes Welker, maybe even a younger Julian Edelman in Will. I think he does have that ability to be able to run routes correctly. He's sharp. He's intelligent. He's not afraid to go over the middle. Obviously, a slot receiver can't be, but he can even switch and play on the outside. We've seen him do it at Auburn. So I think in a lot of ways, this doesn't change the fact that I think Will Hastings is going to be a good fit here. I think Cam Newton would, would love to have a guy like him in the slot, a young player that he can rely on that's got a little bit of, uh, as the late great Gorilla Monsoon once said, intestinal fortitude, uh, guys <laughs> that can go over and take those hits, maybe even so much so to say that uh, he can take a little pressure off of Julian Edelman, who has been banged up the last couple of years. I think Julian right. can use some help in the slot. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there is definitely still a good opportunity. I think it's more likely that he makes the roster, the 53-man, if Jared is the guy under center. But I still don't back down too much from my prediction uh, with the fact that Cam is going to be uh, uh, you know, throwing passes in New England as well. I think he still has a good shot based on his merit and based on his football acumen, two things that are very important in New England. So in your uh, in your roster prediction show, what was that, last Monday, I, I think? So you, 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 yes, you, it was. You obviously had Jared. You didn't know about Cam yet, but... Well, let's put him in there. You mentioned Will Hastings. I believe you had Nick Coe making it, right? I did. Yep. And then, yeah, uh, I absolutely then did. Jonathan Jones and um, and Brandon King. And then we'll, yes. we'll, we'll lump in uh, we'll lump in Byron Cowart too because he spent some time at Auburn. So I mean, is there any kind of like is there any kind of talk uh, in New England circles about like okay, why is Belichick getting all these Auburn guys now? <laughs> you know, I think it's just it's that Auburn flavor that we talked about. No, all kidding aside, folks, yeah. really, I mean, this is coming from one of the premier college football um, uh, you know, programs in the country. Uh, Auburn is always uh, a beacon of excellence when it comes to what this team is able to do on the field, the type of program that they run. These guys are well coached. They're intelligent football players. They're easily coached and they're willing to take that coaching. And that's something that you don't see in so many college football programs. You see it in New England and you see it there because it's a part of what they do. It's a part of how they run their business. It's quote unquote, the Patriot way. So bringing guys in that are adaptable guys that are willing to be coached guys that know their role and play their position as assigned is something that gives you a leg up on the competition if you're trying to make a roster in New England. I think that the job that Gus Malzahn has did with that uh, franchise is something that Bill Belichick has a very sharp eye on. He looks at these guys and says, I can see them 
in the defensive schemes that we put out in the offensive schemes that we put out. And I think he realizes that these guys just lend a valuable, valuable um, uh, addition to these rosters, even on special teams. Auburn places a premium on those. We know the Patriots do maybe above all other teams in the NFL. So I think it really comes down to the coaching pedigree and the football smarts that really sets uh, some of the Auburn Tigers that we see in New England apart from the rest. Well, Mike, thank you so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. So, a lot of uh, a lot of my listeners are finally uh, hopping on the uh, the Patriot bandwagon. And so, where can they go to find all of the Patriot content that you uh, that you put out on a daily basis? Uh, well, thank you very much, and I humbly thank a lot of your followers for jumping on my uh, follow train for uh, <laughs> for uh, Locked On Patriots and my Twitter feed last night. Uh, for those of you that are new uh, to uh, to my feed, you can find me on Twitter, obviously at M D A B A T E F P C. You can catch me each and every day on the Locked On Patriots podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe by Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify. Make sure to don't miss an episode. My written work can always be found at fullpresscoverage.com slash Patriots. I am the Patriots uh, managing editor and the uh, the primary cover for that team. Um, and uh, you can always find me uh, interacting with Zach an awful lot. We've developed a pretty good <laughs> friendship here, my friend. And uh, uh, we value you as uh, as a guest. As a matter of fact, um, you know, check your Twitter feeds, folks, because you might see Zach's name pop up as a guest on Lockdown. Patriots sooner rather than later. Uh, so uh, I look forward to that as well. And uh, thank you so much for always having me on. I, it was it was my pleasure to finally join you on Locked On Auburn today. All right, good stuff from Mike as well as Dana. Kind of uh, different topics there, but I thought both were interesting in their own right. Michael Pappas, thanks for hanging out with me for a few minutes today. Where can people find you and hear you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackby. Follow the show on Twitter at... Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.